This is the Video Junkyard Podcast. A place that appeals to your deepest and darkest fantasies. The dead whose haunted souls hunt the living. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. From this nightmare world emerges a fearsome half-man, half-ape with the strength of 20 demons. Hey everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Video Junkyard Podcast. I'm Eric Gilbranson, and with me, as always, are my friends and co-hosts, Joe Peterson and Ryan Steiskel. How's it going tonight, guys? Quite well. Yourself? Ah, uh, good, I guess. All things considered. I, th- I feel like I do that every week, like, good, I guess. Like, <laughs> but <laughs> It's very it's Midwestern. State, very state Midwestern. of everything right now. Yeah, like, you asked, now you have to hear about all my problems and my aching back and all the you know other things that are... Anyway, that's not really true. My back feels fine. How you doing, Ryan? Uh, I live in Milwaukee during a pandemic and during uh, racial protests, so I'm surviving still cool. to this day. So no, that's good. That you're not good. you're not communicating with us from beyond the grave, so you're all you're all good. That's oh my god, if, if this was it, what a choice! Like it could have been <laughs> anybody. It could have been a loved one. Could have been some kind of important figure down the line no it's just like i should do one more podcast <laughs> and it should be for this movie that's right <laughs> yeah come back from the grave to review this movie. like maybe i deserve to die i don't <laughs> it's... <laughs> it's like anyway. oh that's how you spent your life huh <laughs> don't judge me peter <laughs> no i will say though i mean you, you brought up the 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 black lives matter protests and stuff and we were talking about this of course before we started uh before we hit record we were chatting about it but um, and I, I just curious with the movie we're going to talk about and some of the other ones we've, we've talked about. We did we covered Dolomite a couple of weeks ago, you know. Um, mm. Is it just me or is anybody watching these movies a little bit more carefully now? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I, get, I tell you this well, much: think... this movie, it's proof that like, huh, comedy doesn't age well. Sometimes, sometimes yeah. depends yeah. on the yeah. setting. It but... it does. Yeah, and it. I think just you know, right now everything's like hypersensitive too. So every like little thing is gonna kind of stick out like a sore thumb, which I think some some of it would in this film anyway because it's it's just it's the dated style of humor. I think. It is. Um, I will argue with and... like I don't think I would have looked at this any differently. I, I I still don't look at things differently, but it is that filter is in there. Mm-hmm. It's just but yeah. yeah, something that may have been a little bit more like. I can forgive that and give it a chuckle. It's a 1970s, you know, thing and might not be quite like right at this moment. I'm just kind of like, ah, yeah, yeah. maybe feels not a little now. different. Like, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so yeah, I, I do think that on the, on the positive side, it is nice too, especially in this one as, as like everything we've been picking came off of Tubi TV. So it's available for free. If anybody does want to check it out. Um, it is nice to they sit down and watch fuck. something stupid, right? And just kind of be able to kind of laugh and turn the brain off. And this one certainly has enough of that going on that it's a it's a decent distraction for a few minutes. Um, what having the brain turned but, off? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say. If you guys <laughs> um, haven't got, I'm going to be a little bit critical. <laughs> this, uh, yeah, Sorry. okay. So let's go ahead and I guess we're, we're talking about it and. Um, might as well let everybody know what it is we're talking about. And tonight we are we have watched and are going to discuss the. Um, let me see. I don't have my stuff in front of me. I'm not prepared. 1977 um, comedy, the Kentucky Fried Movie. Award-winning motion picture producer Samuel L. Bronkowitz. I have spent a lifetime in the motion picture industry. Now, after 50 years in Hollywood. I have finally produced what I feel is the finest motion picture ever made. I have called it the Kentucky Fried Movie. The Kentucky Fried Movie heralds the return to traditional values. I'm not wearing any pants. Film at 11. It is a film of heartfelt passion, a great love story. Oh, take me to this drive and prove you love me. Oh. Come on. 
It explores the subtle nuances of interpersonal relationship. Of course, there are occasional moments of comic relief. <laughs> the Kentucky Fried Movie is a film that demands the greatest performances from the finest actors of the cinema. Hey, look, Wally. Wally. I tell you, this building is unsafe. An anticipated 10% price hike across the board on petroleum products. I invite every man, woman, and child to share with me the joy and warmth of the Kentucky Fried Movie. It will knock your socks off. Uh, directed by John Landis, produced by Robert Weiss, uh, Kim Jorgensen, uh, Larry Kostoff, and um, written by the writing team of David Zucker, Jim Abrams, and Jerry Zucker, which uh, mm -hmm. you will probably recognize from going on to do their more famous films like Airplane, Top Secret, The Naked Gun films, etc., etc., so... Uh, a lot of yeah. big names attached to this thing, even yes. though it was kind of their early independent movie. So, I don't know. I, I, um, this, this. So I'd never seen this one before. Same. Yeah, me neither. I think this was the yeah. first. This was first for you too, right? Right. Yeah, but this is this is one of those yeah. movies that, like, well, uh, I admit, like, in my preteens, I watched a lot of that um, VH1 series, like. Uh, I love the 80s. I love yeah. the 70s. That's no, how yeah. I got culturally up to date for the past 30 years or 40 years now. <laughs> I mean, uh, so so a lot of I was aware of it, specials. but yeah, never seen it. <laughs> I was yeah. disappointed in myself that this is a John Landis movie I had not seen yet. Ooh. Same here. Yeah, that, that was kind of why I was interested in it because not not only the Zuckers, but Landis is somebody that I've been you know kind of a fan of for years and years. Um, I know he directed. Joe's probably favorite movie of all time and one of my top favorite movies mm -hmm. of all time and that's American Werewolf in London but also a lot of other really great um, you know classic comedies like Animal House and the Blues Brothers um, yeah and this was this was Landis's second movie yep so right this after was Schlock right which after I've seen a couple years after Schlock this was a year before Animal House and yeah and then this I think this is the one that really started getting it's the him. one that clinched it yeah. yeah he got the the he got the animal house gig based on the success of this thing and um the zuckers obviously uh robert weiss and, and the zucker brothers went on to do all the like parody kind of spoof movies airplane top secret the naked gun films um which are all things that i grew up watching and and, and still to this day will get a get a laugh out of so so yeah it was really odd that i hadn't seen this one like this is just something that well now after seeing it i realized why i didn't see it when i was you know 10 years old but um, yeah <laughs> like, a lot of a lot, of, uh, a lot more sex tits. in this one than i expected there to be but yeah, yeah. um i don't know so yeah it, so it's more of an anthology really i mean the the movie it is, feels like you're flipping yeah, through the stations and then you settle on a kung fu movie for a while Oh God, for so yeah. long. Which it, it goes yeah. a little long. It's yeah. funny, but it goes a little long. It's it's got so many funny moments, but it yeah. did not need to be a half an hour of this movie. Like it was right. just. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's some. There's to its credit, there are some great moments, but the yeah, it ran long, long, long. But anyway. I think yeah, that so was one this... of the characters in that short skit too. That's yeah, I think names. so. Long. Yeah. 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 I'm not being yeah. racist. Yeah. I'm actually saying, like, they in make the movie, they make like those long jokes. Gone, well hung yeah, well hung and, and everything like that. That's one of those moments going, oh, God. <laughs> That's yeah, where, like, yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, as Joe mentioned, this is it's an anthology film, a variety of sketches that kind of all are based around um, either movies or TV. It reminds me in its format and format only, because I don't think it's quite the level of this film, but of the uh, first Monty Python feature film, which is the, and now for something completely different, which was sketches, 
basically a collection of remade sketches from the Flying Circus TV show. Mm-hmm. But the way it just kind of kind of flows in and out of each one, kind of like you're like you said, flipping through the channels or you know watching a film reel in a in a movie theater. Yeah, um, it's very it's very TV film. It's very screened based. Mm-hmm. It's about yep. you are watching something like mm-hmm. no matter what. Yeah, so there's a lot of like you know network news um, gags, and there's uh, a lot of TV commercial parodies, a lot of film trailer parodies. Um, Do either of you have a, a favorite? Uh, Skit. Yes, I think so. Um, I have a couple of favorite moments, but what what was what were you thinking? What was your uh, my, <laughs> mine was the the, the the wonderful world of sex. The, yeah, the couple yeah. and they they put on a, a how to oh, yeah. record that was great and the big, big Jim Slade <laughs> big Jim Slade big Jim former tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs is outfitted with various whips chains and a sexual appetite that will knock your socks off <laughs> that, I love it when he shows up later oh in the my movie yeah too. oh my god that <laughs> and honestly I laughed so hard at the Cleopatra Schwartz. This, that one's oh, good yeah, too. That especially after watching especially coming after out yeah. of Dolomite. I even wrote down like, yeah, you can see the influence of Dolomite all over this piece. I mean, I know they were doing a black exploitation parody, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, those yeah, were, no, those that were one my was great. Favorites. Um, um, I don't know. I mean, there were some there were some other ones that were 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 pretty good. Um, you know, the uh, there was some some really like moments. Funny the the, the Catholic high school girls in trouble was i it's like i realized like oh this is making fun of like the the softcore porn women prison like movies exploitation movies exploitation stuff yeah and it just it went so over the top but it's like yeah I, by the I, end I, of it i was like wow they're just well i mean this is a whole lot of nudity crammed into a two-minute segment but then once you know i got what they were parodying and i was laughing along with it by the time they um because yeah in the 70s we talk about black exploitation movies but there was a run of kind of quasi softcore um, and they weren't even really pornographic films, but I guess exploitation is what you would call them. Um, but featured, you know, we we're, we we're, when we were talking about Dolomite the other day, we mentioned that it features a variety of uh, kind of softcore pornographic scenes, um, and that's kind of what the exploitation movies are all about. There'd be some kind of loose, you know, action adventure or horror esque plot that kind of tied all of these things together. But the main feature of it would obviously be, you know nudity large breasts and uh boobs and butts it's, it's <laughs> boobs, boobs and butts, and butts. as you always say yeah. that's right mm-hmm. um so yeah it was funny like was was it definitely just a couple of guys like hey let's see how many boobs we can pack into two minutes yeah totally but um yeah but, but it's yeah, got it that funny. that sequence, the squeaky balloon that catholic high school girls a, in trouble has one of my favorite mm-hmm. gags of the entire film and show that's when show me your nuts and yeah. he just starts going, making silly faces and hand gestures and making funny noises. That yeah, you're right. The screen has never dared to be so explicit. Show me your nuts. Oh, how you doing? Surfing USA. Oh, uh, the the, and this is what I think of the Zuckers of doing like that kind of like. They're almost dad jokes. They're so corny. Um, Airplane and the Naked Gun films are absolutely chock full of them. And that's that's kind of what I love about their humor. Like some of the other stuff that was trying to be um, over the top and kind of exploitation-y in this didn't quite work as well. And I, I obviously they toned that down later on mm-hmm. in their work. Um, but the stuff like that still cracked me up. And that's a, that's a joke that would, that would feel right at home in one of the Naked Gun movies or... Um, you know whatever but yeah the show me your nuts one <laughs> was great yeah there is a my absolute and my oh man this is probably just maybe it's because i have children and my sense of humor just goes there and you just automatically okay automatically turn into it <laughs> but in the kung fu film my my favorite joke of the whole thing and there's a lot of good ones even though it's horrendously long um is in the very beginning when he's first talking about Dr. Klon and the evil um, kind of Spectre-esque um, like, uh, syndicate or whatever you call the the evil kung fu syndicate that uh, Lou is going to go take on. Um, he's introducing kind of the key players and introduces, you know, Dr. Klon as being, um, one of his henchmen as being, what is it, tough and ruthless? 
and then he flips to the next one and says something and (laughs) mentions his dental hygiene that says he that this guy is rough and toothless this is butkus clan's bodyguard he is tough and ruthless this is kwong clan's chauffeur he's rough and toothless it literally had me rolling on the floor, and it was such a bad dad joke. Like it just like anyway. Well, even um, even the the entire AM Today news show thing, where I mean that whole sequence, where you've got the um, the, uh, the the conservative and the liberal pundits. Oh yeah, that was one of the one of the first ones I wrote down as being something that I liked a lot was the. They just started to cuss each other out, and you know the astrology <laughs> thing. Um, yep. And then when they bring in the animals with the, the rare hamster, and then the gorilla, which is the gorilla is played by uh, special effects artist Rick yeah. Baker. <laughs> those, those yeah, two, just... the gorilla who's who who has impotency, uh, uh, yeah, issues. Who's, who's impotent, and he, he just goes <laughs> off into a rage when they bring him bring it up <laughs> on the show. <laughs> so there are some legitimately yeah. really funny things here and then yeah there's get, some you know, great but stuff what about you here. ryan what were do you have any favorite moments you've already said you're, you're a bit critical of this one but what did you have i, any I, favorite I, I really not... enjoyed the willer the willer beer commercial as well but <laughs> oh <laughs> with the kushnas with the kushnas 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 yeah. what the fuck's a kushna i'm from the 90s we had kushnas um yeah. <laughs> i remember smoking those, joints really. there's smoking joints it's how it goes Oh, and zinc oxide in you as well. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, Ryan. Yeah, Jesus, Jesus, fuck, guys. Uh, you guys can keep talking about the movie, I guess. Oh, um, I, I, well, I agree with with the how to have sex skit was just <laughs> funny, um, because it's just like as nerdy. The reason that we all link to this is because we're all nerdy men. Let's face it. <laughs> like, no. Like not we us. can't. We can't really like ignore that so we're all just like i kind of know this level of just like maybe i should like pre-read before going in maybe i'm just talking too much about myself but anyways i was just like this is funny and then the way it ends is like well that's a bummer (laughs) it's i was kind of hoping to go another way anyways uh nerd pride um (laughs) no um so i agree with you guys with that one so there's not much i can really add to that um Trying to find another one is kind of iffy. I did like the new segment one as well. Um, I did enjoy the wordplay. Like, that's what it is. Like, I would say, like, this thing is very disjointed. Um, but it's also one of the f- first... One of the f- kind of first things to do this as a film, I think. No, no. Take that away. More successful, all the Monty Pythons. <laughs> that, that works yeah, as a skit yeah. movie. This is very more disjointed. You have some that really hit... Some that really don't, some that don't, they go way, way too fucking long, which also contains the most racial stereotyping, which is like not aging well. I have to give points. Not to say there weren't funny points in that yeah. that skit. I laughed at certain things, but other things I'm like, I don't know, man. <laughs> like that's that's when I laughed. I'm like, I don't I don't think you should nope, <laughs> not not gonna work today for good reason. The, uh, um, you're talking yeah. about the the fistful of yen. Um, yeah, the fistful of yen. Yeah. Main, mainly the, the the dude's accent the whole way through. I'm like, is yeah. it is it because he has a lisp, or is it because like some kind of speech impediment, or are they really trying to make a racial connection? Tough to tell. But if I so, have to think about it, not a great choice. I'm afraid you underestimate me, Mr. Pennington. Your people and mine have a different set of values. Well, and you know what? That's um, that's a dating thing. I'm going to argue that, that that's is, a dating yes. thing because that entire sequence, which I agree went on too long, was, <laughs> was meant to be specifically a parody of Bruce Lee and specifically yeah. the movie Enter the Dragon. The, mm-hmm. the voice felt like it was more trying to parody Bruce Lee's specific accent. I agree. Yeah, than it was, it was to do a generalized asian because at the end of it when it's doing the wizard of oz thing he doesn't have that accent right no he doesn't it's not his natural accent i so i'm like okay so this was intentional i think it It was was intentional to be a bruce lee one because i'm not gonna lie when i'm first hearing it i'm like maybe it's his actual like 
maybe it's his actual accent and you're being a dick ryan and then they have like the dorothy mm-hmm. uh kansas <laughs> and then where he's talking in uh english well no, he's been talking in english sorry that's stupid he's talking in an american accent that's better good job yeah. ryan pc um and then you're like oh no it was an intentional thing uh now i have to go back to like question it um hey you know what before we go further and i will say there was a skit that i did find kind of funny but it is raunchy and that is the fully interactive movie experience oh yeah skit. <laughs> um yeah i'm not gonna the, deny the feel around movie. feel around yeah yeah the feel around so if you guys aren't familiar uh so this they really jumped ahead where we have our imax you lay back and relax in a recliner now their situation is this they just have a man or woman or employee <laughs> stand behind you and then reenact various moments in that you see in a film, like smelling a cigarette smoke, uh, uh, getting 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 rousy uh, in a sexual manner. Wink, wink, nod, nod. Say no more. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, threaten you with a knife to your fucking neck. And I'm like, yeah, I, I'll take the recliners versus the knife wielded hand job. And then the the kicker yeah. at the yeah. end. The deep that, throat. The, that the second next movie is going to be <laughs> yeah. deep throat, and the guy gets up and, and runs out. So um, yeah. Uh, if you don't, if you haven't guessed why the guy would run out, because uh, the main character of that particular film, uh, I wouldn't know. I'd never seen that film. But you know what? It's well, it's a, it's a porno. <laughs> but I, I mean, I know. Why, I, I I know. I don't know why the guy ran out. I didn't out. think it that was a Nixon go, doc. I, it could be. Um, you know. Why I, not both? It could. That I don't know why I'm the dude sure that ran out because that could have gone somewhere. either way. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, um, yeah. Did we did you guys notice what the name of the film that he saw he was in See the you next Wednesday. And, and yeah. Around. Yeah. Yes. See you next so, Wednesday. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, it is a uh, reference that John Landis uses in I'm pretty sure all of his movies it makes it in somewhere. Yeah. Um but yeah, and I think it's it's a reference to throw back to this, actually. But and, and you know what's interesting too is with well, they, so this came out, yeah, this was his second movie, and they've kind of kept it, mm-hmm. it going, but they, we've seen, in American Werewolf in London, you, that's the name of the adult film. The film, yeah. That, that he goes to see theater, yeah. in Piccadilly Circus, and so it's funny that in, in John Landis's universe, this is the name of any movie that he wants to show in a movie. Yeah, it's his, it's his Red Apple Cigarettes, or, yep. um, you know, what are other... Uh, what what is what's John Peta's uh, beer? Blatz. No, not Blatz. Um, yeah. Oh, Splats. Splats. Splats, Splats beer. Yeah, yeah. that's an yeah, all the Pata's right. film. So yeah, it's <laughs> there's. I, I I thought that was cool. Um, that they, it's in some John Landis movies. See you next Wednesday is just seen on like a billboard, like in the Blues Brothers or something like that. Um, but yeah, in a couple of them, in American Wolf in London, and in this, you actually get to see what their version of, see you next Wednesday is. Even yeah. I, I guess. Well, in the movie, th- in in the video for Thriller, that's the movie that they're seeing. Yep, yeah, it's the movie that it's on the marquee, I believe, in Thriller yeah. as well. So. That's the. Can I say something <laughs> real quick about yeah. See You Next Wednesday? Because because you guys been uh, what's the name of this filmmaker? John Landis. John Landis. Yeah, yeah you you've been John Landis and fanboying for a little bit, so I'm trying to. I'm going to say that was it. See you next Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Is mm-hmm. if that is what he says on his deathbed, that would just be perfect. I think that is oh, the best yeah. thing. It has that, to be. That kind <laughs> it's of phrase be. <laughs> in itself is just a wonderful thing, and so just the best way to fuck with your loved ones. When you're like, what did they mean by? What does he mean by see you next Wednesday? Like, John, what John, mean? John, what do you mean? What do you mean? Guys, what is that a threat? Is that like a Jesus thing? I don't know how to interpret that. Is he is is it the cancer? <laughs> Can you imagine like waiting until the a following few times. Wednesday? I've done it. Following <laughs> wait Wednesday, I'm just like, what the hell's gonna? I've happen? had to wait before. Or even better, even better, even better. You have somebody call them next Wednesday. Like, because oh, yeah. no matter what day, you can say next Wednesday. It could be on a fucking Wednesday, and there I see you next Wednesday. No matter what, it's a next Wednesday. Yeah. And once the, your your dude gets that cue, I'm like, all right, he died uh, on Thursday, so next Wednesday, I got to call up his family. But I don't answer the phone. I just do that the whole fucking day, make them shit themselves, and then that's it. Or, or if they do, if they do pick up, go, I see you next Wednesday. Click, and then mm-hmm. you just keep I'll, the terror going. I'll tell you next Wednesday. Yeah. yeah, that's that's his next so, horror film. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, Ryan, you brought up basically from the beginning, but have already pointed out a couple instances of this. But, <laughs> but I think we have all noticed about comedies that comedies are very specific to the times when they are made, right? And that I yes. think that's true. Right? You go back and watch something even from when we grew up to what we what people are laughing at now or what people find funny. Dude, now. just fucking um, like two years ago, there's a yeah. there's a comedian or inspiring comedian on Facebook that friended me. And I watched some of his shit, and I'm like, yeah, dude, two, <laughs> Dane Cook is so long ago, you can stop. <laughs> like, yeah. he, he's not, the reason he's still not around, um, he floats <laughs> there. Dane Cook's floating there. Hey, Dane, if you're looking for work, you can be a guest spot on our podcast. We won't pay you, but I think you're used to that by now. Um, yeah. I just burned Dane Cook. Uh, maybe we were lucky, and he really ripped me a new one. Either way, hashtag <laughs> us, at Video Junkyard Podcast. <laughs> Uh, we're saying it at the end. But but comedies, like, more so than I think anything else, don't tend to age well. So it's so, like, special, I think, when a comedy does age well. And, like, it's just... Also, propaganda. Watch Pro- it propaganda it is the room. next thing I don't mm-hmm. think ages yeah. well. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's, yeah, but, yes, probably true comedy well, but... is up there, too. Um, Sorry. This one <laughs> has bits that totally work still, but it also, also has a lot of stuff that doesn't. It's very much a product of its time. It is. Um... Um, and what I was thinking, I guess, the whole time, well, I guess what I was going to ask you guys is, is, do you guys think this movie aged well? What what does work about it? What doesn't? And also, what do you think would happen if you played this movie for a group of 20-somethings right now, which this movie was made by 20-somethings, obviously very much for that age group at the time when it was made in 77. I mean, so. you watch any 20-something-year-old, like 20-something-made film, now then whenever it's going to be the same level of immaturity um i would i I will let joe go first actually um i i think that when when you do a sketch comedy anthology like this um you know you you're pretty much throwing everything you have at the wall and seeing what sticks you know this is what saturday night live does every week uh but honestly Mm -hmm. every I don't watch Saturday Night Live much anymore, but the last few times I did over the last few decades, I don't laugh very often, you know. We like to look back at SNL like, it was a great show back then. No, you just used to see the greatest hits. You know, it's always been kind of hit or miss with more miss. It's incidentally great, like there's, you know. Right, but I think this, and this is a movie that's very similar, um, that there are some gags here that I think would work still today and i like i like your metric like would you show this to a group of 20 somethings right would they find it funny i think some of them they would like we we mentioned the 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 am morning skit with the gorilla and the hamster that could yeah. work mm-hmm. you know they may not find it particularly funny they're not going to find it offensive um right you know then there's 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 also skits in here that personally i found were just like not that funny but they weren't there's nothing wrong with him. Like the guy in his yeah. car and the alarm going off and he realizes it's a spy. <laughs> that was like, that's cute. But it wasn't like, I didn't, you guys are laughing more I don't at know it than why, I did. But, but it is funny. <laughs> I, it, it's weird. I, I forgot what's about funny that is skit, like, but I actually enjoyed that skit. It was so stupid. And maybe we, maybe we had this phenomenon again we keep talking about is just not watching this with people was the problem. But like, Yes, it is. I didn't really think that was funny either until you started talking about it. Now I'm Same. giggling at it. Like yeah. it was, you know. Like, Thank you. It's the way he looks at the camera in the end. I think that really, that's <laughs> yeah. the cherry on there, top. There are some He's things like, like stupid this. Me. There are some things in this where there's, the skit isn't funny, but maybe there's like a look at the camera or something at the end that makes it. Yes. Well, it's, it's the, it's the little, you know, um, show me your nuts lines yeah, and stuff, stuff like, like that. that. That just you know, like, the, yeah, that, that just really make it for Catholic me. high school girls in trouble. Now that, Two minute long skit. You're, well, that that works for 20, 20 the, something straight men. Any you know in any generation it, it, at any time. I think it. But I but, think what what. But what, I don't know. I'm not sure you're gonna get the joke. I exactly, know. and that's it. That the, the joke there is what it's making fun of, and you know I I remember movies like that or previews that were kind of like that. I get yeah, what they sure, were mocking. Yeah. Um, previews. You know I I get what they were mocking, Sorry. and I think it works for that, <laughs> but. I don't know if it would be appreciated today. And that's fine, you know, like, because I don't think there's anything particularly, you know, horrible about it. It's just, 
was no. it, it's it's a, it, that I, is definitely focusing on something that because those types of movies aren't as popular anymore people might you know find it funny because they're just boobs but yeah. they're not gonna well it's it's sex comedy in a two-minute form so and right and i think those still exist very much you know I mean, sex comedy is still very much a thing that people it's just a little less exploitation-y i think than and, and obviously this was a parody of sexploitation films in the first place but i want to say like what this i think this is it, it's First off, uh, this is definitely my parents' sense of humor, both of them, my mom and dad. Um, <laughs> yeah. So when people always used to talk about dad jokes growing up, like, yeah, it's when your dad tells a terrible pun. I'm thinking, like, no, my dad, my mom and dad's sense of humor is this level of just, like, just embarrassing, <laughs> gross <laughs> bodily humor or something like that, like all of this totally laughed yeah. all the way i'm not gonna deny it but as i'm older i'm like yep this is a very this is for a very particular uh maturity level <laughs> it's mm-hmm. um so oh, yeah this is I'd this is not a high concept mature it movie at all this is like the silly but most immature that being said i will give it a i will turn around with that and that is that i did appreciate and this also answers your question eric I did appreciate the construction of their successful things. When they were successful, it's like that worked. Mainly their wordplay. You guys mentioned like, oh yeah, going on airplane and so on um, mm-hmm. type films. Yeah, that's what's the best thing. That's the thing that actually stands the test of time is not necessarily the content, but the, the structure, the approach. And like mm-hmm. those play on words is like that shows like a a witty humor that's enjoyable everyone can use that everyone can appreciate that so there i said that you oh, might... the, the, the courtroom skits yeah. where everything is very uh, is a pun right or is taken yeah. literal yep it was very clever yeah that yeah. was funny there was some funny stuff in there even that one at its runtime, like it was only about five minutes i felt like okay it's going on a little longer, yeah but but yeah, no, I, I genuinely, genuinely thought some of that stuff was funny. But. I also did like the commercial for the Scott Freeboard game about the JFK assassination conspiracy theory. Oh yeah, theory. me too. Oh yeah. I, that one was an especially like nice little dark piece of humor, and it was it's it's followed up like almost uh, it's not right after, but pretty close to with the United Appeal for the Dead. Oh my God, yeah. Which is like really dark, <laughs> but I, I mean it's still um got a laugh out of me but in a way of like you know it's dark and disgusting and over 800,000 Americans have died despite millions of dollars of research death continues to be our nation's number one killer so there there's there is a couple of different types of you know these types of spoof mockumentary anthologies that we've seen since this um mm-hmm. Do you guys have any favorites among those? I mean, we mentioned Monty Python and all that, but I'm talking, like, films that, that just kind of... You know, like, for example, the um, as, as much as there were some really legitimately funny parts in the Fistful of Yen skit, the, the Kung Fu parody in this, yeah. uh, Ryan, you bring up the point that the, the accents in it are, are questionable as to what they're really doing there, so it kind of takes away some of the humor i think they were making fun of dubs and kung fu films more than they were making fun of actual accents but but yeah Yeah. i think it's yeah i do i I personally you have to like you have to be like well versed in that to get the joke and i don't think anyone and that's the problem unless you are into bruce lee and kung fu movies i'm not sure right like 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 our our question showed this to a group of 20 somethings i don't think they're going to get 90% 90% of what's going on in that no or why it's funny but there have been other um, other movies that poke fun at the kung fu uh, you know kung pao enter the fist comes to mind oh yeah that's a favorite of mine which actually. is actually one of mine too it's it's yeah. absurdly funny like it yeah. has no business being as funny as it is um that's but, one of those i usually get a dirty look from people like that that's a favorite comedy of mine it's right up there with you know freddie got fingered which i enjoy which most people think is one of the largest atrocities that ever well these are the kind of this this is the these are the kind of movies i'm talking about though that are just totally off the wall they're Mm -hmm. just completely batshit crazy so do you guys have any i mean we've already mentioned how freddy got fingered and kung pao do you have any other favorites like ryan do you have any favorites that are kind of just absurd movies 
Yeah, yeah, I usually, I love the genre growing up. Um, I have to say that the more recent, by more recent, I think the last one I can fucking remember is from when I was a fucking teenager. I don't know. Wayne Wayne's brothers were doing a lot. Um, but yeah, it's yeah. one of those situations where like it was it was becoming even more dated faster. Like with it, yeah, it, just, it wasn't the scary movie up. movies. Oh, and that's the thing: the Wayne's brothers have made good ones. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. it's it's nothing against necessarily them. I think it's the approach. It's the type of it's because they they require a certain um, the way they're they're structured requires a certain level of like up to date relevant humor. But because you need to like it, like it's a movie, it's for a wide audience. So you go for the most yeah. generic, easy to exploit humor, which that's the humor that doesn't age well. That's what we're, we're that's going to spoil your fucking whatever comedy that you create and you can argue against me it's like yeah but it's funny now like you won't be funny later depending on how you go about it not everything i'm just saying if it's easy if if it's an easy joke it's easy for a reason yeah i I do i do agree with that and i i kind of found a lot of those parody movies to get to the point of obnoxious but growing up i sure liked a lot of a lot of the ones that we got growing up, and, and I was talking about the way the way in scary movies were just way in brothers productions. The Zuckers took over scary movie three and four, which I haven't even seen. So whatever. Oh, three but... and four are not... <laughs> when when they started yeah, doing nothing but current event jokes, mm-hmm. where they were just making fun of all of the movies that had come out within the last year, is when I I because... lost interest because I'm like, well. This is like this is this is the ultimate low hanging fruit, right? Is to get too topical because it automatically dates you within like three years. Quick question yeah, on that: What's to, the to rewatch build... ability on any of those? No. Nothing. Now I could see rewatching some of the skits from Kentucky Fried Movie. You know mm-hmm. that that you know the Wonderful World of Sex one. That that's funny no matter what era you are. You know. Yeah. That's, agreed. That. But that's... there are certainly some like the Kung Fu Movie one and some of the oh, other. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that are that are stuck in the seventies. Yes, surely, very, very, very much so, very much so. <laughs> Danger Seekers. That was the that was the one that was the most cringy for me, just because of the the use of the n word and humorous. I cracked up no. at it. No, I cracked up it, at yo. it. I totally did. <laughs> Sarah and I it both wasn't did. That, it wasn't that it wasn't funny. I mean, because because it. I'd be a hypocrite to say that I've never laughed at anything like that because I remember there's a there's a great uh, Garrett Morris uh, Saturday Night Live sketch with uh, he and um, who is the the white person anyway it was I, everyone hope if you know old Saturday Night Live you probably know what I'm talking about yeah. but where they go and back and forth calling each other names mm-hmm. and yeah tell me the first thing that comes to mind and yeah first word and he said, black white you know white he yeah. says and then he says like honky n word dead honky yeah that, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah, which it's is so which it, is a great the, moment but i i yeah it just I, I think this is exactly what i was talking about when we started the conversation and just said like because everything's just at this level of like yeah. sensitiveness right now so it was like e that's dated i mean it's not like i was like offended i'm just no i got but, what was fun i got but, like what was supposed to be funny about yeah, it i'm just like yeah, you would yeah. never see this nowadays yeah like, well just, um, the, the joke being of course to anybody who hasn't seen this the joke is that a it's supposed to be like a, a daredevil show, like ultimate stunts, and a guy puts on all like the evil Knievel type protective gear, <laughs> and he runs into a group of African American guys playing a game in the alleyway, and he yells the N word and then runs like hell. You know, and what, it, you know it, where it shows how absolutely stupid it is to say something like that to people, and yeah, expect to get your fucking ass kicked. I just I, funny I will that. say that sounds like the description and I've seen the movie but I'm saying the way that Joe describes it and I didn't think about this till now it sounds like a skate that you would see in a jackass movie yeah kind of only they'd really make the, the do way it, that it, the whole thing is set up with the unif the, with the the daredevil <laughs> uniform like, with the cape yeah. and everything I'm like yeah. this feels like hi my name is Steve-O <laughs> and I'm gonna go uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be- say something very offensive was- to somebody yeah no, no, he was just, I'm going to be the most dangerous daredevil. Like, he would say the title, and you're like, what the fuck's going to happen? What does he mean? Like, it's set up the exact <laughs> same fucking way. So, that being said... I mean, hey, Jackass was uh, just our generation's, you know... 
I never Daredevil reminds, show. So <laughs> that reminds me, I never actually answered your guys's uh, or Joe's question about what my favorite one is. I just I just complained, but I didn't <laughs> actually answer the question. And funny enough, it's the first Jackass movie. Like I don't know why. Oh yeah, yeah. For oh, life yeah, those me. are great. I don't know why, but like I enjoy it because it's not like it's not necessarily humor towards other people. It's towards them fucking their fucking selves. Well, and they it's, like, do. We're they troll all the shit idiots. out of people, though. Like they do pranks they on do. They random shit people straight up in a in a hardware store and other things. But what yeah. I'm <laughs> <laughs> or in a van. But it's one of those things. Like I don't know. It's like it hits a like a certain wave of nostalgia because I saw that when it came. I didn't see when it came out. I watched it on Comedy Central late at night. <laughs> so what you're what saying happens? is it's a very dated thing for you. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for me, <laughs> just to poke at him. <laughs> but it is no, and I think that's a nostalgia thing. I it's think weird. That, that totally is, and it um, is funny. I still love the fucking Jackass movies. This, this is something that I think is a is a problem. You know, we're talking about um, you know comedy not aging well. I think that's a a problem with comedy is that what. Honestly, topical comedy is, I've always thought it's pretty much low-hanging fruit, right? Because it's what people are thinking about, and, I mean, look, you go onto Facebook and you find memes that are current event ones, and they make you not, laugh. Not just any memes, like, no, wait, I'm going to restructure that joke now. Fuck, fuck, it's okay. <laughs> you know, the, <laughs> I you're I was going to say, because you mentioned memes, like, I'd say the top, like, that level of humor doesn't work, are those memes that you've seen that have been reshared by your mom and a few low-tier friends so many times that it's like it's a screenshot of a screenshot of a screenshot of a jpeg where it's pixelated as fuck and like this is pretty funny right i'm like i can tell by its quality it's not good yeah (laughs) like nobody put the effort to save this like and if any most of us nowadays should know what i'm referring to when like when we see a meme that's pixelated we already know that it's fucking offensive (laughs) <laughs> like like we already know like i don't have to read it i know it's yeah, not good nobody <laughs> wanted to save this on their computer because they were embarrassed by it in some yeah. way and there's right. always like a handful of people that you know like it's either uncle jerry <laughs> or my mom yeah um, you know i and that's what things that makes comedy tough is you know if you're trying to make people laugh it has to be a shared experience right yeah it has to be something yeah. that they all agree on and so if, why do you think, like, you know, fart and burp jokes or fart jokes and, and, you know, scatological humor and sex are, like, cornerstones of raunchy comedy? Because there's always going to be a group of people that laugh at that, usually prepubescent boys. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes 38-year-old men. Even babies laugh. Every time they shit their pants, they laugh. Oh, God. The South Park episode, I don't know if you guys have seen this one, where Stan is finding he's becoming, like, a cynical asshole. And, like, all the music he listens to literally is like, it sounds like shit. And literally to him, it just sounds like people farting. Oh. <laughs> and, no, you know, I'm the not. movie, they go to the movies and all the previews are, like, you know, Kevin James movies. And it's, like, him shitting on the floor. Or, the duck <laughs> is a president. And he quacks and he shits out of his mouth. I was in tears <laughs> laughing. I still will watch that episode and crack the fuck up at a duck quacking <laughs> shit out of its mouth. It just... I I yeah. have a I, very low brow for that. I but you said that I have a confession universal. to make. Um, the, the a few movies that we watch that is literally what I've been hearing is fart noises and and duck shit now their mouth. Um, I'm pretty sure if you re-listen to most of those reviews, that's actually what I say. I'm like, isn't it weird? No one else is talking about the <laughs> the mouth shit and duck. You know, but just that's, me? that's weird. The, watch the, our episodes. But, it's there. But Joe just said he loves the mouth shit and duck. I mean, that's. That just epitomizes us, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm fine with it. You know, because you know, like movies like Dumb and Dumber, right? Yeah. I oh, yeah. I will that's, always. That's always going to be one of my favorite comedies. It's a favorite, of and mine it's as well. it's because it has a little bit of everything. You know, it's got a, but it doesn't do topical. It's both uh, Donnie and Marie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, both country yeah. and western. It is. So. Yeah, country and rock. It's and got rock. everything in it, but it doesn't do topical because it's it. The individual jokes are bad puns, taking things too literal, making fun of mm-hmm. them being how stupid they are, and some scatological humor as well, like the whole toilet scene. Yeah, you the know? Steve Martin Carl Reiner movies, uh, The Jerk and Man with Two Brains, are both that are, are similar in that in that way. It reminds me of the same kind of humor style yeah. that Dumb and Dumber has. Yeah, a uh, little less little less gross out, but 
the, and those the, are both favorites of mine as well. The jerk um, gets a little, and I love that movie, but it it it's one that you need to watch with certain company, and it um it's one that for example my wife and I don't N, watch that one word. <laughs> like there's a lot I, of uses of it. It's and it, it it's yeah. just because it's over the top, and she's also told me personally that one of the reasons she gets a little tired of movies like that is because that's a white person thing is like oh you're black well you want to see a really funny movie about with, with black people and she's like i really don't <laughs> no i really don't <laughs> so I, if anybody tried to sell her that movie that way that was a terrible sell like that's uh well and i think it's but, just you know they expect her to just overlook that and it's like uh let me decide if i'm gonna overlook that you know that that's and that's fair to her yeah let her decide for that one same thing with like blazing saddles yes it's funny but don't expect your black friends to like it or want to watch yeah, it with especially you. now like i think there might have been a time where that could have been funny no i think but... it's, it's funny it's don't expect your white don't expect your black friends to want to watch it with you necessarily yeah you know yeah I actually land on the other side of Blazing Saddles a little bit. It's not like I don't think it's funny. There's certainly some funny stuff in that movie. It's just it's it's tough to watch nowadays. I'm I'm not a huge fan yeah. of it. I am a big fan of other Mel Brooks movies. That one's just I get what he was doing. I I do get why it's funny and it is it is fairly funny, but there are uh, some good lines in it that aren't offensive too. Yeah, there are some like. I mean, are, are we it, awake? it's deliberately trying are to be black? as offensive as possible, <laughs> so I guess it, I guess it wins out. That's why. But, but you I, know, what, yeah. I'll put it this way. I'll put it this way. Actually, I'll, I'll say something about Blazing Saddles with that, because um, I, as we all have, we have those friends who are like, Blazing Saddles. They never make that now. That's only something to make then. Yeah, because it worked then. Yeah. That was the joke of the film. Is mm. they had it's like, hey, we're gonna make a movie, a western have the lead be a black actor who deals with racial tension because that was yep. what made sense back then so if anyone remade it now going against that argument yeah mm. it does it wouldn't work because it doesn't make sense it doesn't fit right in in the same way as it did then because it that was making fun of an entertainment group an industry so that is that is a way of de- dealing with that argument i think is it's funny for what it was in the time in which it was funny. And at and the time, if I'm always... not mistaken, it was also considered to be rather smart because it was like, oh, they're they're doing something that nobody's ever done before uh, with this mm-hmm. style of humor. And today it would be more like, we, we don't need this kind of humor. We yeah. don't need, this isn't, this isn't earth shattering, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm not saying it was done like, if you ever need to remake something in that that essence, like this is the good example. No, it has its issues, um, but it was an attempt. Yeah. Well, let's bring this back to uh, the topic at hand: the Kentucky Fried movie. I think. And this... <laughs> uh, yeah, let's. Uh, if you have to give it a grade, which you do, because it's what we do here. Um, what do you guys think overall of the Kentucky Fried movie? Uh, we already went through favorite moments and such, so let's just go right to grading. And uh, I guess let's start with you, Ryan. What do you think? I knew it. Um, I think that this review it was very disjointed. I think we spent about a good half hour on something entirely different that wasn't this movie, <laughs> and it perfectly represents this fucking movie. <laughs> like, uh, just like the were, movie did, yeah. If you thought this review was just disjointed, uh, it was. That's a critic. That's the criticism. But you know, it, uh, uh, on bright side, uh, this movie. No, not this movie. Fuck this movie. This podcast. <laughs> at least we talk about comedy. So cool. You got a you got a review slash uh, trash talk in one. Um, <laughs> but does as for this movie goes, you said this is his second film, and I'm like, okay, yeah, this makes sense then. Um, and. Like I said, there's the structure is there. The structure is sound. I think this movie influenced a lot of other movies that come after it because it did do something new and different. I was aware of this because this was a cultural uh, thing. Like this, this did something different in a movie in America than other things did or tried to and such. And like people talk about it, and I can see why it does, and I can see those influences. Um, God, what forty years later? Forty something odd years later? 
Um, oh, God, yeah. yeah. Um, and but but that being said, those versions have been polished better. They uh, explore that humor better, um, and it's and it's funnier more nowadays. Even even some of the more dated stuff. So you got some people who took the there's right things to get out of this that are just inherently funny. And it finds a way to construct that and do it and execute it. Those successful scenes, I think, are carried on in successful movies. I think the unsuccessful stuff is still carried on in other movies that somehow are successful but haven't really quite aged well. So, you know, it this is what it is. I think it has its place as, uh, as an important uh, artifact. Um, kind of like a, like a wagon cart before a car type situation. Uh, I, it's tough to give it to, or give it a grade, to be honest, because uh, I I kind of it was a I want to say a C maybe C plus I give it a C plus out of like its place out of respect, but honestly I like <laughs> I was bored. I liked some things. No. I equally as mount as I was bored. It was fifty fifty. I'm not gonna lie. Sorry, I, Joe, cool. you're next. I, I'm, I'm actually yeah. I see your point big time because some when the skits land and they're good they're good, but when they don't, I mean the best I could do was like go yes that was somewhat funny you know i'm not laughing mm, yes but the mole yeah, okay. we call that the mole man etiquette mm, yeah yes. it really it was, it was a lot of mole man etiquette in this one it was like okay i see they made a joke it was okay like essentially you know like but i but i appreciated like the attempt at the setup at least like for example the 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 feel around movie one right Yes, it yeah. went on a little long. I thought like, you were I... going to bring up the Catholic girls again. I'm like Joe, you and your Catholic no, girls. No, no, that's an inside joke for uh, those. You know what? That that, that one, by <laughs> the way, that, the 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 skits that are supposed to be like previews to movies. <laughs> Thank you, Eric. I always love that shit because it reminds me of of the um, the Quentin Tarantino Robert Rodriguez Grindhouse thing, where they got a whole bunch of other directors to make fake trailers for the movies. One of which ended up being the movie Machete, actually became yeah. a <laughs> film, right? Uh, but there was also you know Don't Go. Was it um, don't right or just called don't? Yeah, yeah. Thanksgiving. <laughs> you know all those, and they're they're making fun of of the things. But I noticed some people didn't get it. Like they didn't get the the Thanksgiving trailer. Quick, quick because, question: well, yeah, it's, the it's, fake trailers. I got all. a quick question about don't. I'm not familiar with don't. But my question is: Did they make a sequel? And was it didn't? Not sure. They <laughs> Thank never you. Made a movie. Eric gave Good me idea, like that though. one little chuckle. It's like so. <laughs> I didn't. I, don't. I appreciated I didn't. in this movie. I appreciated the attempts at you know the whole like you know Cleopatra Schwartz and stuff like that, and, and even the kung fu thing. Like I get where they're going with. I get what they're doing. I get what they're spoofing, and that's great. But it's just going a little long. So mm -hmm. it was. It was some of the editing and some of I think their confidence in some of these bits that I personally didn't vibe with. Like okay, that would have been a funny short skit, but it went too long, or this one was too short maybe it could have gone a little longer so there's some of that um when it's funny it's funny when it's not it's not uh i never i never thought anything was too absolutely horrible it there was stuff that was cringy but nothing that made me like you know revolt and disgust or something like that personally yeah. so honestly i and and then to give it some credit on where you know how this was inspirational to a number of other types of of anthology offbeat comedies and it launched the zucker brothers you know I, I i give it some respect for that so i'm actually going to give it a similar grade to ryan which is a c plus um just because it, it i appreciate that it, it didn't go uber topical but it's still focused on some things that i don't think they realized were topical at the time or at least we're going to be dated so it ended up being quite dated yeah. but there are enough enough skits in here for it i that are really really good to keep it from from being a total bomb yeah yeah. You can YouTube this game, so you don't need to see this movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, we can say that about any I'm, anthology. Though. I'm pretty much going to... Yeah, I don't really have a whole lot to add to it. I'm going to echo most of what you say. It It is totally being an anthology movie. It works when it works, but then often it doesn't. I agree with Ryan. It's about 50-50. And the extra-long Enter the Dragon kung fu spoof in the middle really drags the rest of it down. Um and that's not saying that that's all bad either. That's got some funny moments. It does. Um, but yeah, it just um, it's it's too hit and miss to be like, you know, get a really good grade. 
It's certainly funny in places. I agree with Ryan. I think YouTubing the best bits are probably the way to go. Um, maybe not sit through the whole movie, although it's not long. So if you just have it on in the background, if the, the way you would watch an episode of Saturday Night Live or something, you could do worse. It's certainly got some funny moments. But, um, yeah, I think it's... Uh, it's a C for me. It's um, right middle of the road. Like, it's just a 50-50 movie. I laughed quite a bit, but then there were moments... There was, like, a big chunk in the middle where um, I wasn't enjoying probably three or four consecutive things in a row. Uh, or at least not, like, laugh-out-loud funny for me. And um, that hurts in this kind of a thing, because it's not... Like I said, it's not a long runtime, and it's got a pretty rapid pace for the most part. And uh, when you get three or four sketches that don't work... Um, it's, you know, not quite. The high points are, are great, and check them out. Um, but yeah, maybe not. Maybe out of order, because it doesn't matter. I do want to add one other quick thing. There is another anthology movie that came out in the late 70s, early 80s. Technically came out, I think, in 1981. That I don't feel like gets enough attention, and I, I would bring it up at one point to do it as a review, to do it for a review on the show, but it's incredibly hard to find. And that is um, mm -hmm. the movie Elephant Parts which was made oh, by yes. Michael Nesmith from The Monkees. Um, mm -hmm. it's, it's it was the winner of the very first Video Grammy Award. It has mm -hmm. comedy skits. It has music in it. It's, there are some... There are, check it out on YouTube. Look for some of the skits. One of my favorites is NNS Neighborhood Nuclear Superiority. Um, <laughs> I would, it, it's, yeah, it's that, all, that's a good one. That's a good one. There's some really great... I only know about that because your dad had the had he had it on cassette, and I, I by the yeah, way, did I looked it, it up on on Amazon to see if you could find it. Uh, DVDs of it go for eighty six dollars. Jesus, yeah, YouTube that one. Yeah, <laughs> uh, or actually, one seller here is selling it for four hundred and sixty dollars. So it's it's yeah. hard to uh, so find. Out, very out of print at this point. Right. But it's it's got some things. I still quote this movie, and people don't know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> Joe, Joe's father, and myself are the only three people that yes. understand this at all that might hear this. So, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I, I just think I wanted to throw that one out there because I doubt would be we'd be able to actually review the entire movie because it's pretty hard to find a good copy of it. But it's on mm -hmm. YouTube and I recommend it. So if you're gonna go on YouTube to watch Kentucky Fried Movie skits, check out Elephant Parts too. That's another one that it's. I think that one doesn't get enough enough credit. It has some really, really funny bits to it, though. But uh, I do want to thank everybody for tuning in to the Video Junker podcast for our review of Kentucky Fried Movie. And if you have a favorite skit or want to contribute to our discussion, we would love that. And you can do so by emailing us at videojunkyardpodcast at gmail.com. You can send us a tweet at videojunkpod or find us on Facebook at our Video Junkyard Podcast group or the regular Video Junkyard Podcast page. We would love to to uh hear any of your questions comments criticisms or witticisms and also ryan there's some stuff coming up on the tv junker as well correct not for a while but yes we're working on uh so uh next and so okay fine spoilers so tv junkyard uh our next plan if it all goes according to plan is we're actually going to do a british invasion month so we're working on that view viewing some um British television shows that we enjoyed and see how many people actually like, yeah, I've watched that. And others like, I didn't know this was a fucking goddamn thing. This is a thing. So it's going to be, it's going to be, uh, pro hopefully more than a mold man chuckle. That's what I'm going to call that. Um, okay. so coining it now, thanks to Joe's comedy there conversation about that movie. Uh, if you don't know, a mold man chuckle is where you're laughing on the inside because you acknowledge something's funny, but it does not make you outwardly laugh. It's, yes. I think it's I, it's. I'm not making fun. I think that's the greatest thing that this show can contribute to somebody's <laughs> life is a mole man chuckle. The mole man uh, chuckle. The mole it's man like chuckle. Tra trademark yeah. TM. I yeah. recognize so, it's funny, but yeah. But you're not making me. <laughs> it's underground. It's under me funny. It's underground funny. Yeah. It's only funny to the mole man. <laughs> it's um, yeah. Anyways, TV so, junkyard coming up next week on the. On the Video Junkyard Podcast, we're going to be taking a look at the uh, 1986 Toby Hooper remake of the sci-fi classic Invaders from Mars. Mm. And uh, so I hope you will join us with that one. And like we have been since the beginning of the quarantine situation, uh, that is on Tubi TV. So if you want to go check that out and then join us next week, uh, we'll chat about that one. Should be a lot of fun. 
I want to thank everybody once again for checking out the Video Junkyard podcast. If you like what you hear, or even if you don't, do us a favor and share it around. Uh, and hopefully you'll tune in next week for our discussion on Invaders from Mars. Until then, this is the Video Junkyard podcast. I'm Joe Peterson. I'm Eric Branson. And I'm Ryan Seiskel. Up next, Deep Throat. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, yeah wasn't that's it? Good. That was a good ending. <laughs> Head back. You have been listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast. I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend for dinner. You just can't let them go? Go. Stay on the road. Keep clear to the moors. We want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast and remind you to find us on social media on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast. On Twitter at Video Junk Pod, and on Instagram as Video Junkyard Podcast, all one word. Want to thank you again for listening and keep digging. Who knows what treasures you'll find in the Video Junkyard? <laughs>